Hello once again, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, thank you to those who help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Uh, thanks to our friends at Fight TV, you can now stream AIW live events, and we are working on getting our AIW catalog up there as well through the Fight Plus app, so make sure you download that. A very cheap subscription monthly uh, and there's so much not just wrestling but combat sports in general that you can watch on there so 4.99 4.99 a great great deal and we want to thank our newest well, sponsor the exchange well, oh go before, ahead before you even get there i was just literally just looking at instagram and fight tv opened up uh, or they uploaded a clip of frank Mir in a boxing match getting like smoked and i guess that's getting added to fight plus whatever this whatever this boxing match is with frank mir and a little segue when i was in vegas frank mir walked by me (laughs) i was like holy shit that's frank mir to dap him up that's i was like wow that's frank mir we were both going to see chris angel (laughs) who else went into uh somebody else went in there too paul stanley from kiss into your chris angel Paul stanley from kiss was there that's right (laughs) How much fucking magic did you watch in Vegas? Is you doing a David Blaine show too? Under like, under what else are you gonna do in Vegas? You get to get a. Where else are you gonna see a magic show besides Las Vegas? You're not wrong. Okay. I was trying to do the whole Vegas experience. I wanted to see like Wayne Newton or somebody, but he was off. So I had to settle on two magic shows. John Thorne, big fan of the shows. People, people didn't hey, know if that. You're, Hey, listen, I appreciate the fucking I, I appreciate the the Las Vegas show and the work that goes into him. You even you haven't lived until you've seen a man submerge himself into a giant fishbowl and hold his breath for ten minutes. That's the way I feel. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, um, that was my little something. segue. Frank Frank Mir walked by me when we were, when I was going to see Chris Angel. He was there with his family. All right. Well, also thanks to our friends at uh, at the Exchange, our newest sponsor. Uh, you can find multiple locations for the Exchange, including in Cleveland, Akron, and Canton. Uh, or hey, if you are out east in the Pittsburgh area and you listen to us, they've got uh, locations there and in Erie. They got one in Sandusky, all over the place. Buying, selling, trading, new and used music, movies, games, and more. So make sure you uh, give them a follow on social media, see what they have to offer, find the location nearest you, and go support our friends there at the exchange. Have you been uh, into an exchange lately? Not in a little while. I went uh, when I was doing a little Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it is. The game has changed in the exchange, let me tell you. It's like a memorabilia, like, just, uh, they have everything in there. Like, I remember going in there for, like, CDs and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, they have everything, like, all sorts of collectibles, like, anything you can imagine. They have a wrestling section, like, all kinds of vintage toys in there now. Like, they have everything in there. It's one of those stores you have to, like, really look around because everything's, like, piled. Like, they have those glass cases, but then there's stuff on top of the glass cases. Then there's stuff, like, above that. I was in there. like, it's I was in I was in there for like an hour and a half just looking at stuff. Picked up Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the N64. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Look at you. Uh, did you get the N64 there? No. Shout out to Monsoon Classic, who just for sure. gifted me an N64 and just said, I know I could probably sell this thing, but I don't want to be bothered with it, so you could just have it. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> he just gave me an N64 like uh, 
two months ago. <laughs> so shout out to Monsoon Classics sponsoring my winter boredom with an N64. Are you you kicking off the shout out segment there, huh, John Thorne? Uh, hey, real, kicking it off. We are. Uh, of course, that's, they call that a segue in the biz. <laughs> yeah, we are joined, of course, by AAW owner John Thorne and uh, our friend Ronald Two Legs. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Yeah, shout out segment. Shout out to Monsoon Classic. Uh, big shout out. I will say, might as well kick off. Well, not kick off. You did, but uh, go into the Tadmore Shrine. Huge shout out to them. Uh, as we'll get into, but really Lois, saving the you. day. Am, am Lois, I in trouble? Saving the day. Did my did my title get revoked? Am I in trouble now? I'm just friend of the show now. I'm not the, I'm friend not the, of the senior show. audio engineer, as I was told. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't remember what the full on title was. <laughs> EV, what do you EV, call it, John? EVP? EV, EVP of e- e- audio? EVP of, uh, of audio engineering. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. what I do. <laughs> EVP of audio engineering, Ronald Two Legs. Uh, the only podcast that you could hear him on as it turns out coming soon today is the last one later tonight yeah well there you go uh, i called in i'll give you a little spoiler alert i did call in and i left a message and then i just like pounded buttons afterwards like i was a confused old man <laughs> i couldn't figure out how to hang up the phone because i couldn't think of anything else to do well shout out to you guys for a nice run there at pod van dam thanks uh it was a, a a fun time i know everybody really enjoyed that one and uh you know, maybe John Thorne not so much, but uh, most people did. He's been on the show several times. He couldn't hate it that much. <laughs> he did it in person one time. We got him to come out in person one time. That's several years ago. It was a long time ago. It's <laughs> fucking crazy how long. Point. Just want to point that out. Well, with COVID and all that, it's crazy how long ago shit like that was. Like, you think about that. Like, it was. That was, like, literally, like, four years ago. <laughs> time flies, man. Coming up, it's going to be 23 years to the day that we defeated Y2K. Holy shit. <laughs> Defeated Y2K. Yeah, I guess we did do that. Uh, as as I was sitting here, my Facebook memories or something came up while we were waiting to jump on. Uh, as we record this, it is December 27th. Three years ago on this day, ICP blew the roof off the Odeon. For wow, that, that would have been the... Uh... Wow, we did that two days after Christmas, huh? Yeah. Can you believe that? Baby's wow. too cold outside. That's crazy. And, uh, too, too cold Scorpio was there. Great night. Great the night. night the, that was like the last, that was the last night of like no COVID uh, concerns because then we did the Scott Hall show and COVID was getting concerning, but it hadn't like blown up into full on shutdown just yet. <laughs> so that would have been our last Cleveland show for like several months, you know, over a year at that point. No, well, we did we did built to last in Cleveland. Oh, that's right. So one we did one more in Cleveland in uh, what, February, I think it was. Yeah, so, and then uh, and then, and then we yeah, then Akron. Scott Hall. We did two. Yep. In, yeah, we did two in February. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's been such a blur. It really has, and uh, we, you know. Ronnie, two legs. You got any shout outs here before we? Yeah, move speaking on of, speaking of back then that night, shout out Uncle Scott, dude. R.I.P. That was like one of the best nights of my fucking life. That was hanging out with Scott was the best. Um, <laughs> other than that, shout outs, uh, Monsoon <coughs> Classic. You already said him. He's the man. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. I guess. All right, we haven't done well, this in a get, while. <laughs> let's let's get into this because 
we um, we officially say goodbye to the Odeon. Uh, as well, it turns out, not the out. way we intended. Not the way that we intended to. We wanted an amazing send off. Uh, we wanted to have a really great uh, goodbye and farewell uh, show, but um, not happening. As it turns out, uh, for for those of you who don't know, the Odeon was purchased uh, by yeah, somebody there's else. Like, there's like way more to the story than that, right? You know, it's just. But it starts there. Well, it doesn't. Ne- it doesn't. That's necessarily true. It start doesn't there. necessarily start there. That is <coughs> um, correct. Trying we... to say there's a conspiracy? <laughs> no. Well, come on. You know, I, I had oh, to. Wow. I'm sorry. I had to. I didn't know. Yeah, when I didn't know he was the expert on historical tax credits, but <laughs> uh, well, it really started in the summertime. We did Jaylit, and then um, that was going to be our last one on the schedule until December. <laughs> we, we kind of uh, that's just the way the schedule fell, and you know we were you know moving kind of all over the place with different venues and we kind of felt that uh, you know hell on earth always draws pretty heavy so we tried to not do it at the Odeon plus you know years prior they had something they had some big drawing act always booked on Black Friday so whatever it is that's how the schedule kind of fell and um, the guy that you know had pursued us and convinced us to come to the Odeon in the first place. Uh, he's also who brought us to the outpost in Kent over the summer. He is kind of, he was kind of, you know, double dipping, so to speak, it seemed. Uh, however, when we did the show in Kent, uh, Steve, I, I think you missed that one. I, yeah. If I, correct. He like told us that he had parted ways with the Odeon, but, he had assured us everything was good to go because <coughs> we had set our entire 2023 schedule already in the summer. Uh, we had everything kind of booked and set, you know, well in advance. Um, so we had a full schedule booked at the Odeon for next year as well. <coughs> um, so we learned in like September that he's no longer there, but he says everything's good. Um, all of the social media for the Odeon changes over. Uh, we don't really know who has replaced him. I sent like a cold. I sent like a cold message to their Facebook that had changed over, and I just said, "Hey, you know, this is the deal. Uh, these are our dates. Want to make sure they're still good." And they wrote back like, "Yeah, everything's good. We have everything written down." no worries. You know what I mean? Same deal. Like they were honoring everything. So cool. Whatever. Um, then somebody along the way tells us that the Odeon is for sale. And I start Googling this and I find a listing. Um, I don't think it was on, it might've been on Zillow. It's on like one, it was on one of those realty websites, but it was listed for $3.5 million for the whole building, which houses multiple businesses, the Odeon, the Daiquiri Bar, um, the Odeon Lounge. You know what I mean? It's like that whole corner. What a, oh, well, 
you know, that's a lot of money. I, I don't think that that's going to sell necessarily anytime soon. Still, then, what a way uh, to find out. Like, Jesus, you had to, like, Google right. it yourself. <laughs> right. And I don't even know who told us that it had, um, you know, that, that it was it was for sale. But, you know, I did a little detective work, and I did find that it was listed. Um, and then... We set everything for December. It's all, you know, hear nothing. Um, at Hell on Earth, Matt Justice says that he heard that the Odeon was sold. And then, you know, because his uh, lady friend works there. So I go, well, fuck, nobody told us. You know what I mean? So we start talking backstage at hell on earth, like, you know, what's this all about? And then <coughs> he tries to get more information and says it was a, it, it was just a rumor. It hadn't sold. Um, so then it's like, okay, we're all good again. And then I want to say like a week later, somebody sends me a message and says that the audience sold. And I said, I'm trying to find it. And I look it up again and it's no longer listed on Zillow or whatever website it was that I had found it. It said that, you know, this property is no longer listed. <clears throat> so then I start like, you know, I'm on the County website where you can, you know, track realty transactions and, you know, I'm trying to like find it and, uh, finally, it said that, you know, something had gone through in early December. <clears throat> so then I'm like, fuck, like, now what do we do? You know what I mean? Uh, and I have no contact number for anybody there. Uh, I send them a message and then I talk to you, Steve, because you you had did you did the Cleveland Comedy Festival there in the in between of when we were there last. Yeah, it was like right in between that time frame. So I at least had some form of contact information. And I sent the text and then set up phone call yeah, for you, you. Yeah, you set up like a phone conference for me. And then, you know, they were like, it was like super weird. Like they're like, they call me and they were like kind of mad that I knew about it, it seemed. Uh, and they're like, you know, <laughs> they wanted to wait even longer this. to tell you. <laughs> they want to fuck even right. harder. They're like, somebody leaked leaked this too early. Like somebody leaked this, and I'm like, it's on. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they're trying to tell me that the transaction didn't go through, and I'm like, it's listed on the fucking Cuyahoga County website. Like, it's the deed has been transferred already. What are you talking about? And then they're like, we don't know if you're going to be able to have the show. <coughs> so. I'm like, okay, like, when can you let me know? And they're like, well, you know, we got to talk to the old owner and the new owners and, you know, giving me this whole, like, runaround. So I'm like, okay. And then, like, 30 seconds after I get off the phone, I get a text. It says the show is good to go. And I'm like, so you're telling me that December 30th, the AW show is good to go? And they say yes. So I'm like, okay, we're good to go. Um, and then we see like a couple other shows that were advertised. Like some show starts advertising that 
they're the final show, like they're the final show ever at the Odeon. It's like a, you know, a concert. And then, you know, I, I reconfirm like, Hey, like we're still good. They're like, yeah, we're, you guys are still good. Don't worry about it. Um, and then somewhere along the way, like Pedro calls the shrine and just says, Hey, we don't know what's going on. Would would by chance the venue be available on December thirtieth? Because if you guys remember, there's a strict no. There was a strict no Fridays uh, policy at the Tadmore Shrine. Fish fries, right? Um, so you know what they always did. Pedro Pedro works because they always did a fish fry on yeah. Fridays. Pedro like works his magic, and they say that they'll hold the date for us because you know we've developed such a good relationship with them. <clears throat> so then like this show this show that was advertising there the final show at the Odeon says uh it's supposed to be like December 18th or something I think they announce that they've canceled and moved locations and like people are sending me this stuff like oh, this show's off now so then I reach out and I'm like, what's the deal? You know what I mean? Like, uh, why is this show not happening? Like, our, you know, I have a lot of money wrapped up in this show. I have a lot of flights already purchased. And they call me back and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We told them that they, they say that, so one show has happened in the interim of this sale. And I guess it was a hip hop show. And I guess like, it got crazy and they like the artists like stole a bunch of stuff because they heard the Odeon was going out of business or whatever it sold. So they like stole like all the wireless mic systems and like, you know, like kind of like destroyed the place. And, you know, they said there was this big incident with the police that had to come and all this stuff. So the new owners, whoever they are, it's, it's like tons of rumors, but it's never been confirmed as to who actually bought it, said that they need like that the remaining shows need to get insurance policies specific for insuring the venue. And I guess, you know, they told this show, hey, you got to get this policy if you still want to have it. They didn't want to get it. So they moved the show. So I say, like, send me all the information. We will purchase the special policy. We look into it, make some calls. You know, we've had to get special policies in the past, like when we did Warp Torn stuff. <clears throat> and it's a couple hundred bucks for, like, a one-night-only, you know, special event uh, policy. So we go through all of that, and, you know, we get the everything rolling, and... I say, you know, give me what needs to be insured. And they gave me, they give me like three LLCs that they want us to insure to be able to hold the event. Uh, so we do all that. We, we get everything squared away. And then um, we get a text. I get a text that's just like, I'll just find, I'll, I'll just find exactly what it says because <laughs> I still have it. 
said, John, there was an issue transferring the liquor permit and liquor insurance with the new owners. I'm concerned it's not going to be a quick fix, and I don't want to spring this on you last minute. I mean, mind you, we are nine days out at this point. Uh, might want to consider another venue at this at this point rather than take a gamble. Really sorry. Um, I can put you in touch with other venues if you would like. And then, like, that's just where it's left. It's not like, hey, we figured this out. Hey, we have a timeline of figuring this out. It's like, hey, we'll start putting you in contact with other venues. Like, this isn't going to happen. Uh, so that's when we kind of are forced to start, you know, and we all start looking for places within the Cleveland area. It just was impossible to happen on such short notice. And, uh, you know, it gets to that point to where it's like, we, we have nine days. We have like, I had to make a call, right? Like we knew that we had the shrine as a backup, but I also knew that that was, that's a tall order. You know what I mean? To move the show, you know, 45 minutes away. Um, but you know, we, we had reached out these venues that they, that the Odeon people were suggesting were not available for the date. So, we were kind of left, you know, holding the bag and it was like cancel or, or move it to the shrine. Question. That special insurance policy. Now, is that something you're left just paying for? And you're like, well, fuck, we can't like, cause there's no, like, is there a return policy on that? You get any of that money? Back I or? mean, we, you can't, I mean, we already, we had paid for it. You right. Know what I mean? That's we so paid. fucked. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> uh, this whole thing has been really, a financial mess, but it's like uh, cancel the show and eat the flights because you can't get a refund on flights. You just get credits, you know? So then it's like, we have to hope that we can use those credits on those people that are being flown in at some point in 2023. Uh, and it's gotta be specific. It's gotta, you know, be those specific air airlines and all that other stuff. <coughs> Or it's like eat this policy and roll the dice on refunds uh, and still have the show. And, you know, I I think everybody wanted to still have the show. Uh, but the offering of refunds, like, really, I mean, I understand. Like, we had to do it. You know what I mean? I'm not complaining. Like, it's, you know, it, it's not our fault, but it is it is our fault in a way. You know what I mean? So it's like. We we believed what the Odeon and the people that were running the place were telling us to be true that we were going to have the show and it was going to be no problem. That was not the case. So, you know, we're kind of like left like, you know, with two bad options, right? Like it's have the show, but you have to move it 45 minutes away or like don't have the show at all. And, you know, you eat all these flights. So, I mean, we figured we would, would do our best with nine days to try to spread the word and make the change. And, you know, like we got killed with refunds. I mean, it's been pretty brutal, to be perfectly honest. But I expected that to happen because, you know, it's it's a big it's a big change, you know, like getting a getting an Uber from the Odeon, you know, when you live in the greater Cleveland area is a lot different than getting an Uber to and from the Tadmore Shrine. It's, uh, yeah, 
what a what a mess. This is like the most one-sided podcast maybe we've ever done. Where you just have to tell this whole story and lay it out. But uh, here we are. And like we said, shout out to Tanmore Shrine. Shout out to Lois there. Shout out to Pedro for even you know for having the uh, the wherewithal, the foresight to you know. And I mean, Pedro was ready to call. like. Pedro was ready like the instant that we got this word because like. Again, even the cancellation text was kind of like a, hey, you can still wait it out and see. But, like, I mean, the writing was on the wall at that point with based on how, like, much of a roller coaster the whole thing was. Yeah. That we that we needed to move the show, right? Like, if we didn't move it, they were going to tell us the day before. You know, that's the vibe that I got. And I think it was kind of like a passive-aggressive way of saying, like, hey, like, it's over. You know what I mean? Pedro was ready to like instantly be like, we have to go to the shrine. And like, I fought him on it because I really wanted to try to find a place in Cleveland because, you know, we do have people that go to both venues, but like, there is a big portion that are like two different crowds, you know? Like, for sure. There's people that come to the audience, there's people that only go to the shrine. So I was really trying to like keep it reasonable for for the Cleveland fan base. And it just, as the hours were passing and, you know, the communications with venues were not going well for that date. And I want to specify for that date, you know, like there's a lot of speculation uh, that we've been, quote, run out of town. That is not true. We have secured a return to Cleveland already uh, early in 2023, but we just couldn't make it happen on nine days notice on a Friday night, the weekend of new year's Eve. I mean, every venue has something booked, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's just, that's just the, that's the hand that we were dealt and it sucks, but you know, it, I I think this was better than, than canceling the show. I mean, I don't know, you know, like I'm, I'm hopeful for a big walk up, you know, I mean, I would, the, the refunds are in the, in the, multiple thousands of dollars i mean this was like the last odian show was a hot ticket you know like ticket sales were way ahead (coughs) of schedule uh, as far as what we typically do at the odian and like we got smoked with refunds you know what i mean like they're still as i was still you know processing some this morning you know that's why some front row tickets uh became available today when we were uh, recording this on the on the 27th but <clears throat> yeah it's just been man it has been uh very stressful uh, a huge just like roller coaster and i mean you know, i know you guys are aware cuz you guys have kind of been on the inside of it all but i just don't think that the fans realize like how up and down this whole thing has been for over a, you know for over a month at the very least you know what i mean like we started you know and you can really go into months when you take into consideration the the rumor of the sale and uh all that stuff and having to try to you know make sure everything was good um and you know we're we're fucked for 2023 as far as our existing schedule was you know like we had a full schedule there next year as well so you know uh just a a ton of a ton of like, you know, it's like a house of cards that just like totally fell. Um, and it's just, 
every time we thought that we had it figured out and it was good and you know you're you're taking everything that they're telling you as as gold right because we have no interaction with these new owners we don't even know who they are we have one point of contact person who's you know from the old regime but is saying that she's staying on in the new regime and you know it's just it's it was this whole big thing and um you know i appreciate the honesty from them like i don't think that she necessarily you know the odin was keeping us in the dark on things i just think you know things probably fell for them just like they're falling for us you know what i mean they just had to be the bearer of bad news i'm sure that staff didn't know that they were gonna fucking you know what i mean all, all yeah. their schedules was gonna be wiped out you know like there's a lot of people that well, not a lot of people, but they had a staff. You know what I mean? They have, you know they have audio engineers and and lighting people and bartenders mm-hmm. and security, uh, and you know I'm sure that they weren't anticipating that all their shifts were going to get cut. Right. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's the other side of it. So everything kind of happened quickly, um, and like you said, there, there's no nobody was trying to do a disservice to us and or or anything like that. It just the things fell how they fell and, and happened as quick as they did and and we got the information kind of as it was all going on and did the best we could with it and and the other side of this too is like you said we have cleveland fans we have akron fans um you know people who there are people who also come in from out of town right and stay at hotels and things so the right. the ability to make as quick a decision as possible was also imperative in terms of doing something good for the fans because if you have fans who have already made hotel reservations they can cancel them that far out in advance still and then hopefully find something you know closer to akron if they need to so there's a there's a lot to take into account here when we have to make moves like this you know it's it's not just um just the company but the, the timeline is such that, because there are going to be some people who are like, well, why didn't you just wait it out and, and see, and, you know, like, could we have waited until this week and maybe ran the Odeon? Uh, maybe, but, yeah, but it who, did not did, who does that like, really benefit? You right. know and, what would have happened. Who does that benefit? You, yeah. God well, forbid we even could run the Odeon. Guaranteed it would have been some shit like, well, the liquor, li- you can run the show, but the liquor license and AIW ain't running without booze. So that, I guarantee that would have been right. the last Right and yeah. you know per our per our deal a lot of it is based on the business that we bring to the bar right like we're not paying like we were not paying a huge rental fee because I had negotiated and such based on how well we do at at the bar and our fan base does at the bar <coughs> so they were not going to also roll the dice on you know, taking a what they consider a discounted rental rate, and potentially not be able to make things up on the back end with bar sales. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they weren't right. they they did not want to roll the dice on that either. Is you know, as our our text conversation went on beyond that, what I read like that's the vibe that I got. You know, and it's like. Could could everything be squared away by the thirtieth? Maybe, but 
with the holidays and everything else, it seemed real less likely that any of that stuff was going to be processed in time, you know, until after the first of the year. Yeah. So apologies to anyone who was inconvenienced by this whole thing. But uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you understand now that it certainly wasn't uh, we weren't just screwing around here. Uh, there were there were things out of our <coughs> hands, and uh, you know we we made the quickest uh, decision that we could with everybody's best interest uh, in mind. So yeah, hey, I gave it I gave it to you know uh, I received that I received that text at eleven a.m. Um, I gave it until I th- I think three or four p.m. that day to. Um, let's see what we can get in these few hours. If nothing happens, we have to, we have to just pull, rip the bandaid off and just, you know, take what's coming to us in the, in, in the form of refunds. Uh, cause I knew it was going to happen. Uh, we tried everything we could within that amount of time, but you know, we're also, you know, you're up against Christmas and the holidays and, and things like that to where, some of this stuff, the longer we wait to make a move is going to just fall into the vortex, you know, of the holiday, you know, hustle and bustle, so to speak. So it's like somebody could miss it, you know what I mean? And then go think they're going down to the Odeon on Friday and go, well, yeah. when did this happen? You know what I mean? So I wanted to give it uh, a certain, you know, a certain amount of time before we <coughs> – totally pulled the trigger i think it was um i i think it was the 21st i believe is when we you know had to make the decision so you know i i wanted to get ahead of christmas and and all that stuff and we also sent out multiple emails um to the ticket holders and you know to give them every chance they could because dude like how many fucking spam emails did you get right before Christmas? You know what I mean? Like right, a, right, a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was, I was concerned about that. So I, I put like a hard stop time on it on the 21st of like, if we don't lock anything down in the Cleveland area by, you know, three o'clock, like it's all systems go on the switch. And I had, you know, Shout out to Jesse the Mark who rushed out new graphics. Um, you know, he was like on call for that. Like Pedro was on call with the shrine because all all Pedro had done was have a conversation, you know, like mm-hmm. would you guys hold the date? So then when it becomes real, you know, you got to go down there and you got to put money down for that room, you know, like uh, and you got to sign paperwork and all that stuff. So <clears throat> It was like, okay, we're you know we're we're waiting till three o'clock, and then, you know, after that, it was like, all systems go. We're, you know what I mean? Like we have to make the switch. We alerted all the ticket holders first, then we sent out, you know what I mean, a, a mass email to our email list, uh, and then we started hitting social media. So it was like a very like you know, uh, thought out effort to try to spread the word. Uh, 
but yeah, it was just it sucked. I mean, it's 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 continued, you know, to suck as far as the refunds go. But yeah, I so, think that that was be- I think that was better than canceling. Absolutely, you know, and that. So that being said, um, we mentioned earlier a couple times. You know, we we do at times have a Cleveland crowd, and then we have an Akron crowd. We have people to do both, but we have people to do one or the other, and because of that. Uh, we've had some refunds issued, as you mentioned, so there are still tickets available. So if you're just finding out right now by listening to this that we are going to be in Akron, uh, or maybe you just, maybe you're from the Cleveland area, doesn't matter, you like the Tadmore Shrine better, you like the bigger feel, you like the paintings on the wall, whatever the case may be, uh, tickets are available, shop.aiwrestling.com. They're also on Eventbrite, uh, so get them right now. Uh, help us pack this thing out for our last show of 2022. Uh, what an incredibly amazing year it has been, uh, and a very weird that, ending to it. <laughs> but the thing that really bums me out is like I booked this to be like such a fucking heavy card, and yeah. I really wanted that you know that stamp on the Odeon era of AIW, I wanted to go out big. And, you know, that's that's what's disappointing. Now, I will say this. Allegedly, the Odeon is going to come back as a venue. We don't know any of the circumstances surrounding that, though. You know, right. uh, new owners, we don't know if it's going to be a new name. Supposedly, they are shutting down for an extensive remodel, is what I've heard, the last thing I heard from... The contact people there, and they are interested in still doing business with us, because um, we did take this whole thing in stride. Uh, but again, what that means, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's been no um, specifics discussed or or any of that. So uh, that was also the plan, though. Was like, hey, like once we found out that yeah, this is sold or whatever we kind of shuffled the card around a little bit and you know wanted to go big and wanted to pack it and you know wanted we were using this as an infomercial for these new owners like hey you need you need this in your venue whenever it reopens uh so there was a lot of like that kind of psychology that went into the booking of this card that obviously doesn't matter (laughs) at this point uh but it is still a really fucking strong card, uh, in my opinion. I just hope that the Cleveland people that were so fucking jazzed for it come to Akron. Because for this card to happen and not a full Tadmore Shrine is a travesty. Steve didn't yeah. even mention the fucking brownie Sundays in Akron, bro. That concession stand? Come on. Oh, I love the Odeon, those- but they don't got anything close to that type of concessions. I love Monsoon Classic and... Uh, and uh, smoking jays, but they don't got brownie Sundays. Got to get the brownie Sundays when you're down. At <laughs> and the they'll have a full bar. They'll have a full bar at the Tadmore Shrine. Right. They will have a full bar. There'll be beer. There'll be liquor. Uh, it'll be great. And brownie Sundays. <laughs> and you know, I mean, let's let's talk about the show. It is a jam packed card. You're absolutely right. Uh, before 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 we yeah. even get into that, what like how do you guys feel about the situation? Because I mean, I've given my perspective, but like. You guys have also different kind of viewer viewpoints in this whole thing too. 
um, it went from like six minutes of prep and breakdown to about two hours on either end front and back for me. <laughs> the Odeon uh, is a pretty simple setup and breakdown. Um, that's really the only thing that's different for me is just the amount of work. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. I'm not on the, you know, the, the front office chat, so I don't really have to deal with a lot of that like headache type stuff. I just show up where I'm told and um i tried i've we've been you know you kind of put everyone's feet to the ground on trying to find venue stuff i've been working trying to look for stuff like that but not too much different for me what about you steve it's uh well it, it actually ends up being a little less work for me because i used to work with the lighting guys on getting um you know everybody's entrances lit up and what that presentation looked like and getting things squared away with the ring. And so I don't have to do that so much, obviously, uh, at the Tadmore Shrine. So a little less work for me on the flip side. But uh, it was, a you know, I would say I'm, I'm just as bummed out as John because, you know, we've talked about it in in our office chat and, and John and I have talked about it at length either on here or just in general when we have conversations and the Odeon has just, it just felt like home. You know, it was our ECW arena. Yeah. And will we go back there? It's possible. But, man, if we if we don't, it's just, it's such a bummer. Um, but it, it was it's such an incredible moment in time for the AIW history. Um, it, you know... <laughs> Is things things that think like we shot go for broke there, and while you want to whether that was a success or failure, it doesn't matter. We we did that there, and that was something brand new that we did. Um, you know, the yeah, show is coming back of... from come from COVID. Eddie Kingston returning, you know, from COVID. That pop when there's only a hundred, hundred and fifty people in the Odeon, but it felt like there was a thousand in that moment. You know, uh, that's just... that's the stuff that's sad. Is like the special. <clears throat> You know, uh, some people hated the venue, whatever, like from a fan's perspective, but the wrestlers viewed that as the mecca of AIW, you know? Yeah. Um, Some fans, you know, have said they're dancing on the grave of the Odeon. Uh, But the wrestlers, the just overall mentality and feel among them when we were in the Odeon is different than any other venue that we've been in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got all the bells and whistles with it. You know, the lights and the production and, you know, we're in the heart of downtown Cleveland. Um, you know, there's just a, uh, there's just a different feel among the talent. Um, and not to cut you off, but I wanted to read uh, a text that I got from Fonzie uh, based on what you said, it, it reminded me what he texted me the other day, and it said, "Damn, Daddy, the Odeon is AEW's ECW arena. I hope we didn't lose the building completely, and hopefully, we do a hell of a house in Akron. See you soon, Daddy. I wish yeah. they would have considered. I wish they would have considered letting us close the year out there. That wasn't cool in the, when they pulled the plug on us, but we will carry on. And I mean, he's right. We will, but it just." 
look, Tom Lawler dancing the the night Tom Lawler danced atop the AIW arena. You know, like those are the moments we had. Britt Baker versus Mercedes Martinez there. Poor Tom at, Lawler is is rushing back from Japan because he didn't want to miss the last Odeon show, and now he's just going to the Tadmore Shrine. Tom Tom Lawler loves two AIW, uh, you know, venues slash shows. He loves him some Wrestle Rager, and and he loves the Odeon. Uh, you know, it just Mance Warner's entrance at the Odeon, and I know Mance is doing things, and, and we don't get to see him all that often. But the feel of of his entrance at the Odeon to me is just. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a special moment to be a part of, and I, you know, I think back to that um, that J Lit final, right? It was was it Mance, Justice, and Gage, yeah, the one mm-hmm. year. And I remember being in the ring in that moment, and you know, Fonzie's a part of that, and and the feeling of the fans, like you just you knew it was like something big. Uh, was was gonna happen there, and it was just a, a huge moment, and you know the absolution that we get to have there, and there's just ah oh, man, there, there's so yeah, I mean so it's a, many it's a, ICP, you know, too cool. It's Scorpio. a bummer, like yeah, it, you know, and that's the thing is like you know when fans were happy, some fans were happy about the change, but among the performers there is just this like incredible sadness about the Odeon coming to an end. And I wanted to, you know, as much as I wanted to explain the story of just the up and down nonsense that we had to deal with over the last, you know, month, month and a half, (coughs) I wanted to get across the general feeling of the, of the performers and the wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because they all are really, disappointed about not being able to, you know, do one more in the Odeon. Yeah. Um, you know, they're disappointed that it was going away, but they're really disappointed that they didn't get to say goodbye to it, you know? And, um, we kind of ended it on a whimper with, you know, the, the jail that, that did not do well, uh, in August. So a lot of people are just really upset among, you know, the roster and, you know, even people that aren't regularly on the roster anymore. There's a lot of people that are upset to see the Odeon go. And I did not want to skip over that, you know, before, before we moved on and that just general feeling among everybody of, you know, uh, losing, losing such a special venue in, yeah. you know, in, I mean, in Cleveland. We and, could go on and on. I mean, maybe at some point we just do an entire tribute show to what we did at the Odeon, like that whole era. I don't know. I mean, you get the balcony spot there right and uh you know eddie eddie and tom lawler at absolution there uh eric stevens basically returning to wrestling at the odeon uh and from that jaylet weekend th- that moment uh when we get the major players stacked up against team aiw who were supposed to be you know heels bad guys you got the rip city shooters and uh and and Colin and Cheech and people hated all four of those guys at the time, but not that night in that moment, they want, they were like, Oh no, fuck these guys who are coming into our territory. These dudes are coming into the odium. These big TV stars. No, no, no. We're with these guys right here. Those are our boys homegrown. 
and so you know prohibition's daughter getting in the ring against matt cardona like oh they're just so yeah, there's many, endless amounts of memories yeah, and, and and just moments you know and, and just uh when you you look back and and there are look we have some amazing akron shows we had an amazing hell on earth at four sports but there is just been something about the the odian and every roster member no matter how regular or not when they come through and they come through those curtains man it gets dialed up when they come through then they walk out that stage and they head to the ring at the Odeon. It it's just there is something about the place. And again, we can liken it to being our ECW arena, and and that could just be it. But uh, everything gets dialed up when you're you're at the Odeon. It's it's incredible, and uh, this is yeah, it, it it does really stink that we can't um, that we can't give the proper goodbye uh, to this era for sure. Two legs, you know, you, you spent a lot of your time in on the other side of the rail there. Like, yeah. what, do, what do you think? I loved, <clears throat> sorry, I loved the Odeon for a lot of reasons. Um, the bar there was always great. The bartenders were great. It just had a great feel. It had this, like, dark kind of, I don't want to say dingy, because that's not the word. It was like but gritty. Like, gritty is a perfect word. Yeah, it just felt like an AIW place that we'd run a show. Um, I, I love the Tadmore, but just the bright lights, it just doesn't, it feels different uh, at the, at the Odeon. Um, I'll never forget Dalton Castle yelling at everyone because the locker room was dirty and him being back there for Jaylet, like, come on, we're better than this. You guys <laughs> like shit like that. Like <laughs> it's just a different area. Um, the way everything is backstage behind like that, everyone's kind of t- together all at once in like an, in one area. Some of the other places, everyone's kind of spread out. Um, the Odeon just has this different, different kind of feel to it, um, and especially like Steve said, with with some of before I was you know doing the sound and stuff. Some of those entrances and songs and a lot of that stuff just it just seemed different at the Odeon for whatever reason with the lights and just the way you know the their big huge you know stack of speakers. You know, I try to make it as loud as I can for everyone, but we can we only got so much. You know, we don't have a a venue house fucking sound system like the Odeon does. Um, so it's just a little different, you know. Um, it's a place. It's it's crazy to think that that photo I took at JLit. Like, thank God I took that photo. Who would have thought that that was going to be the last like big moment it's the last match in the at the Odeon. yeah you know like who would have thought and uh, it's just it's 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 definitely sad it's definitely sad to see it go without getting one more like you said like okay this is it we're gonna do it big this one last time and like you said to show them like because they they don't know what they're missing out on really to say like everyone i feel like would have went to that last show and been like all right you know like let's we're gonna drink up let's you know let's do shots at the bar let's you know buy them beers everyone you know like shit like that they would have said like notice like damn like yeah we we maybe do need to bring these guys back in 2023 because this is a you know like these people are having a good time this is a this is a a good night at the venue i'm sure they have concerts there where you know it's just a concert people show up and like oh, whatever like the bar doesn't do so good people leave and like okay whatever AIW I feel like everyone there the fans the patrons everyone you can just tell is having a great time and they and it know. brought them consistent business like throughout the event right. where you you go and see a band and then you leave when the band is over and 
maybe you're not staying for the band that's on later. You know what I mean? It's yep. just a, it, it's a different business model. <clears throat> and, you know, the old team at the Odeon really embraced that and really understood what we had to offer. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a sad time. And it was, you know, it was sad when, you know, that, when I'm the only one getting this information in real time, you know what I mean? And I got to make the decision, you know, to, to, to move it to the Odeon. Like it was like, uh, it, it was a real like mental debate. You know what I mean? Because it, that it's like, it's officially over, you know what I mean? And like, it was a relief, but it was also, you know, pretty sad to, you know, pull, like I said earlier, rip the bandaid off and just, make the call to move to the shrine. Like that was like, uh, that was, you know, I knew it had to be done, but it was like, uh, it, it was a really weird feeling. I, I don't know how to explain it. The, the only concern, I guess, if there were, if I would have had any concerns going into this is that some people literally would have tried to tear the house down being the last show at the Odeon. Yeah. Uh, that was already, <laughs> That was already addressed in advance. <laughs> okay, I heard a couple spots before it got changed. Uh, a couple, two different people asked my opinion on a spot, and I was like, "Holy shit! You sure about that?" <laughs> people, people would have uh, would have would have dialed it up even more than uh, what I'm talking about, and you know. I think I that's still going to happen, though. To be honest, not to oh, like cut I, you off. I'm I sorry. I just I think everyone, and this happens a lot with. I, I know with the performers that people like. Okay, like they know people. Okay, like whenever there has been a show that's maybe kind of undersold a little bit, I know the everyone in the back kind of takes it as like, all right, well now we're going to make everyone see what they missed out on and why they should have came to the show. You know what I mean? They they all kind of get this not a chip on their shoulder but kind of maybe a chip on their shoulder like hey like this is you know everyone kind of turns it up always and I feel yeah, like this show is gonna be no different. I think you're right. I think that I mean you look at the card and I I just it's hard to see this you know not going well. But I think that it is definitely full of people who now are gonna be like all right well we don't get one last night at the Odeon like you said let's. Let's show them what's up and and see what they're missing out on, and then you know, it, as I just it just stinks because I look at this and I'm like, man, this is such an such an Odeon built card, <laughs> John. Uh, you know, uh, Shaw Mason versus Filthy Tom Lawler, right? The the kind of return match from what we saw at WrestleRager during the course of the summer. Um, you know, and that's that's a, a, a match built for for the Odeon and uh, yeah, go ahead. Tula. You know who I was going to say, I think it kind of really stinks for, and I think, uh, I think Broner him versus Josh, this match, like obviously mm -hmm. the headlining head main event match. He hasn't really gotten a big uh, headlining match. He got the Suzuki match, um, but it was never like the main event one. And I feel like this would have been a big one. He had that Suzuki match. He's had a lot of, high profile matches and this one being the main event at the Odeon like that's like you said it's like AIW's home you know spot I think that would have been you know not that it's doing anything bad for him not being there but I just think he sh he deserved to get that big main event match at the Odeon you know with all the bells and whistles of the lights and everything you know everything like that and I just think it's you know that's one that and, it was, yeah. and, and it was neutral territory now you know it's right. kind of home field advantage yeah right sure. good point for Josh yeah 
Absolutely. And, you know, another, I mean, Derek, Derek Dillinger versus Kaplan for the intense title. That's another one, man, built for the Odeon. Derek loves, Derek loves the Odeon, uh, has bled all over the freaking place. Uh, Kaplan, Kaplan's going to Kaplan anywhere. Uh, but he is another guy that loves it. And, and now these two are just going to have to, man, crank it up even more. Uh, the fact that we're not going to see Joey Janela versus Matthew Justice in the Odeon. Uh, Justice, a guy that, you know, let's face it, Matt Justice is a guy that helped build AIW as the Odeon era. The Odeon built, you know, also built him. You know what I mean? It yeah, built his, 100%. It built his comeback, you know? Yep. And uh, that, like I said, you know, this card is going to be good anywhere in any building, anywhere. But, it just it was built specifically for the Odeon, you know, and just that environment and vibe. <clears throat> and you know, the only way we're going to replicate that is if we sell about two hundred more tickets from you know between now and Friday to uh, to, to fill the shrine uh, and, and get that atmosphere built up. Because you know that's the thing with the Odeon is like when it's packed, it is extra packed just because it's close quarters in there. Um, and it just creates such a different vibe and environment. Um, and you know, this card is certainly more on the heavy hitter violence side of things to, to, you know, say it, I guess, uh, nicely. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play in, in the shrine. Um, I'm interested to see how it's going to play in the shrine, I know for a fact it, every one of these matches would have went crazy in the Odeon. Uh, sometimes the Shrine crowd takes a little bit of time to wake up. Um, and, you know, this is a very, like, punch-you-in-the-face card from start to finish. So I just don't know how it's going to play there. Better have Razor Man ready with that fucking mop and bucket that he had at Four Sports because I feel like it's going to be a heavy hitter show for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talked about the heaviest of hitters in, in terms of matches. It's, uh, Josh and Broner, Kaplan and, and Derek, Justice and Janela, but uh, PME versus Euthanasia, you know, Matt Cross and, and Josh Prohibition finally going to get their hands on these guys. That's going to be an, an unbelievable tag team matchup. Uh, not to mention the tag team titles online, Balking Season versus the Bitcoin Boys. The now, balking season is one. While they love the Odeon, and there you talk about home field advantage. That's another thing. They they usually have a pretty darn good crowd uh, coming to the Tadmore Shrine. So you got to believe that that's going to help them out being there. Uh, Brian Meyer, Myers versus Wes Barkley. This is. Uh, I mean, that's one that's built for you know. That's another one that's built for the Odeon. Built, you know what I mean? Like uh, yep. Wes. Wes primarily gets more support at the Odeon. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they shaved his fucking head. <laughs> right. And that's where, you know, he wanted to get his, his come, you know, his come up. It's again, you know, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I hope that, you know, people are realize, you know, it, it's not that far. The weather is supposed to break, you know, later on this week, it's supposed to be in the fifties on Friday. Fifties. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe a little rain, but like no snow, no ice, none of the crazy conditions that we've been dealing with for the last couple of days. So I'm hopeful like when people see that, you know, it's um, 
you know, people come out, you know what I mean? And they also kind of kick out of the, you know, the, the after holidays, like recharge, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, everybody's just dealt with all of that stuff in the last week. Uh, hopefully, you know, by Friday, they're ready to, you know, come out and party a little bit. Uh, I really, 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 really am super happy with this card. I'm um, I'm super pumped for one we haven't even uh, mentioned yet, and that's the classic AIW scramble. That's going to be six different styles that we haven't ever really got to see in a ring together. Uh, a couple of the new students that have graduated, some old people. Uncle Chase is coming back. Like this that's gonna is be a easily sick. easily one of the weirdest scrambles that we have ever had. Yeah, uh, that's going to be Sam awesome. Hardway, Holloway, Joslin, Joss- Swaggle. <clears throat> Uncle Chase, Austin James, and Chase Oliver. Like, I, I mean, that's gonna rock. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who knows? Swaggle uh, another one. Swaggle another one. He wanted on that final Odeon show. He wasn't accepting no for an answer. It's his son's birthday. <laughs> He's coming. You know, yeah, like, because he was open you, to bring Landon to the Odeon. If you think about that it, was, he, had, uh, he left his boots in the Odeon, didn't he? He did. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, he left that his little boots the, in the Odeon. Yeah, a little final send off for the Swag Dog. Yeah, he wanted yep. to come and do one more at the Odeon. You know, there's a there's a lot of that, and you know, it, it's just uh, Brian Myers, same thing. He wanted to do one more at the Odeon. Like him and Cardona, absolutely love the Odeon. It's one of their favorite venues in all of independent wrestling. So, you know, a, a lot of this card was like contingent on the Odeon. You know what I mean? And um, you know, people are still going to work hard, but like everyone is just so disappointed that they don't get to do it in the Odeon one last time. Um, and that's why, yeah. you know, uh, the, the only hope to, you, you know what I mean? To like the only consolation prize is like, if we can fucking pack the shrine, which has been an uphill battle. And we knew it was going to be an uphill battle once we announced the venue switch, but, uh, you know, we, it, and we have quite a hill to climb between now and Friday. Um, I guess you could say this, uh, this is the hard sell portion of, uh, the podcast, but, um, you, you know, we haven't had to hard sell really in a, in, in a while. <coughs> and, uh, it, it's a strange, it's a strange feeling to be honest. Uh, but I, I knew, I knew it was coming. I, I just knew it was inevitable when we had to make the switch that people were going to want refunds. Uh, I didn't think it would be as heavy as it's been. Um, and that just goes to show you how many people were living and dying by that last Odeon experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, I just really hope that we can get people out and we can pack the shrine. You know, uh, we've never not packed the shrine. Uh, we've always done pretty well. Um, doing it on nine days notice is, is really a tall order though. You know, it, aside from it would have been the last Odeon show. Here's the thing though. Obviously these guys are going to go hard. They're also going to go hard because this is, this is the second last day of the year, and this has been an incredible year in general for AIW and for so many people, and especially so many people on this card. And it's it's still full of guys who have made incredible runs during 2022 that they're going to want to end it on this high note, right? Derek finally captures uh, a championship in AIW, he's going to want to go balls to the wall. Uh, the incredible 
rise of Wes Barkley. Yes, he's a part of the Rip City Shooters, but now when you say Rip City Shooters, it's got, you know, 1A, 1B. It's not, you know, it's not just a tag team anymore. It's not they Josh and some apart. other guy. It's Josh yeah, and Wes. They stand up. They stand apart individually so well now, and he has just had an incredible run. So for him to be able to uh, cap it off with hopefully getting a little bit of revenge here on Brian Myers, that's huge for him. Uh, a four-way match that we haven't talked about yet, tag teams, guys like Money Shot, Bang Bros, uh, members only, incredible 2022 for them in AIW in terms of what they've been able to do and really burst on this scene in the tag team division. And you got guys in here that are between Bang Bros and Money Shot that really want to, you and know, TME. and you have TME on there returning TME. We haven't seen them. feels like forever. Those guys, uh, man. I mean, but you have people who really want to put their stamp uh, on, on this, this division and, you know, heck J pro uh, really just coming uh, back and going on his run. And this may be the most that we've seen Matt Cross in an AIW ring in one year in probably like 10 years. Yeah. He's usually just does like one or two a year. And um, yeah, this card just like uh, it, it took a lot to put it together. And there were a lot of different drafts and um, things like that. And things moved around and, there were some other things that we were trying to make happen and uh, didn't happen. And um, the way it all fell into place, I, I really am ecstatic about. Like, <clears throat> from the scramble to the four-way tag, um, there's a lot of different things on this card, and there's a lot of potential. You know, and it's cliche to say, but, like, uh, everything on this card stands a chance to at least have one memorable moment uh you know at the very least in you know the the cliche term that it could all steal the show i really do feel like it could all uh, every match could steal the show there's a oh yeah there there's something explosive in every one of these matches in, in different ways so Dude, um that, i'm i'm really excited about it that four-way alone, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big uh, members-only guy. Everybody knows members-only my guys. But you got Money Shot, who have came in a couple times, uh, just two dudes who could come in and do whatever they want in AIW. They've shown that. They've came in and won matches here. Uh, Bang Bros came in a couple times showing some crazy shit, high-flyer shit. And then you got TME, guys who, every time I hit the music for them, it's crazy to me that they're not on, like, TV. Those dudes are insane. They're huge, fucking jacked dudes. They're, that four-way is going to be like a car crash of tag team that AIW is kind of one of the best tag team divisions in independent wrestling. I think our tag team division is, like, pound yeah. for pound the best. And you're putting four four teams in there that that match, like you said, any match could steal the show. That match right there, a four way tag, could easily be the highlight of the show without a doubt. And everything has potential for at least something memorable to happen. In it. And you know that doesn't always happen. You know, like and listen, I've seen the criticism on using students on Twitter, and some people don't like it, and all that other stuff. But like. And some cards don't hit because of that. I get that. But, but like, you have to look at it, though, and think of stuff like if you don't use the students on the show and give them these opportunities, how do they turn into members no, only right. and guys like that? Because look at what right. members only is doing. 
There's how no do they turn to, it, It's built into the future. To, uh, yeah, you don't have to go just recent members only. You know, how do they turn into a Joshua Bishop? Bishop's a great example. Yeah, I mean, just it's right. It always, I always think that's funny when when people say that because. To me, it's like, well, then go watch like a weird super indie. Go to that one in Chicago that just books all the the big name guys. Like, I want to go to an indie and I want to see people their first couple times. Like I was saying, everybody knows I'm a big Isaiah uh, a Broner guy. When that dude first came out, you see a guy like that on an independent show that he's not very known. You're like, holy shit. And now you watch what he's doing and these guys are turning into stars. To me, I think it's pretty sweet that you get to say like, oh, I saw them when no one knew who they were, they were just just coming up, just starting. I've seen like Danhausen, a perfect example. You know I mean, look at mm-hmm. that guy. You know I mean, AIW fans have known who that guy is for how long, and to, got to see the different incantations or whatever word it is for these characters and and gimmicks that they do. I think it's so sick to see people come up through it as opposed to just seeing the big name guys. I I don't know. That's why I think the student shit and the school that you guys have, that we have, whatever, is just is is beneficial in so many ways that like i don't know it's just constantly turning out new people you know what i mean like it'd be so boring if it was the same people all the time right yeah. and I, I just don't think that you can rely as a business model on import uh, imported talent right yeah like you need to do it and it's a necessary evil and there's some great talent out there that you know we try to mix in and we try it but the bread and butter of the company is in the foundation is coming out of the AW Academy. And if people don't like it, like that's just the way it's going to be. Um, you, you can't deny the foundation that the school has provided for the company. And it would be one thing if people were not delivering, you know, and uh, obviously, you know what I mean? You're going to get a different in ring uh, show at the Winchester than you're going to get at the Odeon. And you, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, that is a little bit of a different story. The Winchester is, you know, we're, we are going to take some risks out there with some of these, you know, uh, less experienced students and, and get them the reps that they need because if nobody gets them the reps, they're never going to get better. And they've just paid to train for nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I'm sorry, like, I just can't have that on my conscience. I'm not going to just take somebody's money and say, okay, thanks, go be a wrestler somewhere. You know, that's just, you know, that's my part of the bargain. You know what I mean? They've paid the train. But you it's don't my part of the bargain to give them a place. You also don't want that on your name. You don't want someone who stinks and being like, well, I was trained at AIW and they stink. Well, they never get the reps to get any better. You know what I mean? So that's that's right. part of it, too. Everyone who comes out of the school is a is a polished, good wrestler. Yeah, and some people take longer than others. And, you know, some people uh, catch on quicker than others. You know what I mean? It's a, it's 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 all different, but my point is, is, you know, we've had, I've seen some criticisms, but like, look at the imports on this show, Joey Janela, um, you know, uh, Tom Wall, you could, you could maybe say Tom Waller, even though he's pretty much a roster member, <coughs> Brian Tom Myers, would say he is. <laughs> right. Well, I know he is, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying from the, the perspective of a fan, right? right, like right. He is not a, a homegrown student. Um, yeah, there are some super talented imports on this sh- on the show as well. Oh yeah, it's I mean it's it's chock full of what you expect from an AIW show as things have been constructed between imports and students or giving guys that maybe aren't uh, homegrown from the AIW Academy, but uh, guys you know giving opportunity to uh, and, and branching out. So this. <laughs> 
it's we we've said it many times. This is a loaded card. This really is. Oh, yeah. um, if you're if you're anywhere in the area, or you're looking for something to do this weekend, and you know trying to make some New Year's plans, start it off with us. Come to Ohio. Come to Northeast Ohio. Uh, come to Akron on Friday night, rather than watching at home on the Fight Plus app. Although fantastic if you are watching at home because you live just a little too far away than to uh, come to Northeast Ohio, but. For anyone anywhere near the vicinity, by all means, grab your tickets, AIWrestling.com or on Eventbrite. Come party with us. Come hang out. You can find the uh, link come, on any of our social media accounts as well. Yeah. Come celebrate uh, an incredible end uh, to 2022 with us. And, man, let's 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 rage as if it was the Odeon, you know <laughs> who cares uh this is just gonna be such a great show no matter what uh i'm so so looking forward to this and it is just gonna be a great end cap to all that we've done and accomplished this year because there there have been so many shows this year uh it's almost hard to remember where the heck 2021 ended for us and 2022 started because it just seemed like we just kept on rolling and, and what a summer we had. Right. And uh, so this is, this is going to be a fantastic ending to an incredible uh, year that we have had here at AIW. So come join us guys, get those tickets, get those tickets. If you're not coming again, subscribe. If you haven't already to the fight plus app, watch us streaming live this Friday, uh, live from Akron, Ohio. Uh, any any final thoughts here, gentlemen? Brownie Sundays, baby. No, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, you pretty much you, you pretty much summed it up. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, if you can make it to the shrine uh, and help us, you know, bring the atmosphere up and you know raise the energy in the Tadmore Shrine for this fucking loaded show, uh, please come down, buy a ticket. Uh, there are tickets of plenty of tickets available on Eventbrite. There will be tickets available at the door uh, this Friday as well. And um, you know, if you are living outside of driving distance, please watch on the Fight Plus app for four ninety nine. If you have not already subscribed, I can't wait. There you go. This is going to be this is going to be one of the best shows I think has been in a long time. The card alone um, has got me super excited. I'm going to be standing up back there, hitting the fucking music, jamming out like I always do because this show is going to fucking rock. Every match, one after another, is just going to be banger after banger. I can't wait to see the order it's going to be in because I can't. This Friday's going to fucking rule. I can't wait. Yeah, where's the breathing room, right? As, as you look at this, yeah. This, <laughs> I, I have not set the, I have not set the order yet because I don't know how to pace it, honestly. Because uh, everything, yeah. like I said, this is like such a punch in the punch in the face lineup. I don't know where to start. You know, obviously we know what's ending the night. It's going to be Broner and Bishop. That's without question for the absolute title. But how we get there uh, with this card, I don't know, you know, and uh, I'm going to sit down here probably after we record this and start trying to map out um, to, you know, what the order of the show is going to be and, you know, what's going in intermission, what's bringing us out of intermission, what's opening, you know what I mean? Like all those little intricacies that go into, uh, you know, booking a show. uh, This one is going to be tough because it is a fucking, the whole thing is a headbanger. Like anything can, anything could steal the show and everything has potential. And I just don't know where to start it. And 
where to go, you know what I mean, where to end the first half, where to start the second half. I, all I know is Bishop and Broner's going on last. Well, there you go, folks. So you want to know the order? One way to find out, two ways to find out, really. Show up to the Sadmore Shrine this Friday, uh, December 30th in Akron, Ohio, or watch us on the Fight Plus app. It's four ninety nine a month. If you haven't already subscribed, do so. It's fantastic. And we will see you on Friday for AIW owner John Thorne for the EVP of audio engineering, <laughs> Ronald Two Legs. My name is Steve Guy, and we'll talk to you next time right here on The Card is Going to Change. See you.